Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden this time, where we've seen a little bit of unrest, Muslims protesting against Sweden, Quran burnings taking place, and the Swedish embassy in Baghdad was just stormed and fires were set ablaze inside of the compound. I want to just share a little bit about what is taking place here that you might be seeing in the news. Because when we look at the projects that are happening right now in the Middle East, this is, this is something that I'm a little bit sensitive about and I tell you why. Right now, I'm writing a book that I'm super excited to introduce to Back to Jerusalem. It'll be published next year. Um, it is a book about the testimony of a woman by the name of Shagufta. Shagufta was a Christian living in the Muslim nation of Pakistan. And she was accused of sending text messages. She's a mother. Her husband was handicapped. Um, he had been uh, paralyzed from the waist down after they were married. And she was teaching at a Christian school that the Muslims around that city wanted to see the Christian school closed. Now, we don't know the motivation behind what happened to Shagufta, but this was the story. And her book is going to be phenomenal. She spent eight years. This woman from Pakistan spent eight years on death row because she was accused of sending a text message condemning Islam and the Prophet Muhammad. Now, even if she had done that, it was a text message. She is a mother, a poor mother, a janitor cleaning the school, cleaning a, a Catholic school in her town. And she's married to a guy that's handicapped, has several mouths to feed and her children by herself. And she was accused of sending a text message that condemned Islam and the Prophet Muhammad. She was charged with blasphemy and put on death row to be executed by hanging. Here's the catch. Shagufta can't read or write and has never owned a mobile phone, doesn't even know how to own one or doesn't even know how to use one. She shared a, a prison cell with a woman by the name of Aja Bibi. Aja Bibi was also put on death row to be executed because she dared to share a cup of water with Muslim women. As a Christian, she dirtied their water. And when they, when they told her that she's not allowed to drink from the same cup as they are because she's Christian and therefore she's dirty or unclean like a dog, 
she said that she was just thirsty. They began to tell her that she was stupid because she was a Christian. She defended her faith. And by defending her faith, she was condemned to die because her defending her faith of Christianity was considered to be blasphemy. Right now today, there are 79 nations that have blasphemy laws. 40% of all the nations in the world today have blasphemy laws. Many of those nations in the Middle East and Northern Africa are Muslim nations that will kill you for saying anything against Islam, even if it's pro-Christian in defense of your faith. What gets me is that now, right now, I'm, I'm doing this podcast from Sweden where they have freedom of speech. They have freedom of speech laws. And in those freedom of speech laws, there have been people that were protesting that have filed for protest permits and burned the Quran outside of the mosque. And, and let it be say, said that in retaliation, there were Bibles that were burned. There were, there were Torahs that were burned as well. But Christians and Jews don't threaten death over desecration of the Bible and, and, and Torah. Now, there might be some. But it, within the Muslim community, this is a huge thing. And so... Because Sweden, with their own freedom of speech laws, nobody got hurt, nobody got injured. The only thing that happened was people that do not like the Quran burned it. Now, you, you might be saying, well, these are probably racist white individuals. No. Just yesterday, there was a woman who stood outside of the Swedish parliament, burnt the Quran, and she is from the Middle East. Those that have been burning the Quran... Many of the protesters have been from the Middle East. They know the danger of the Quran. They know the danger of Islamic law. They know the danger of Sharia. And they are trying to show their disgust with the religion in the West as it grows influence in the West. And how do the Muslim nations react? OIC. Probably the largest Islamic body in the world, an organization for Islamic uh, culture, OIC. So it's it's a it's all of the top um, Islamic nations being represented as a group. Just met in Jeddah two days ago, condemning Sweden and Denmark for their free speech laws. Now they call them hate speech laws, and this is where it gets interesting. And this is something that I want to share with the Back to Jerusalem body, because right now within the United Nations and in many Western nations, there is this law being pushed through, especially as it ties into the LGBTQ and the homosexual community of about of, of hate speech, of what we call hate speech. And it's been connected to racism. And the, this, this idea of hate speech is being very closely linked to blasphemy and it's being pushed by nations like Pakistan. Now, Shagufta, the book that I'm writing now, is from Pakistan. She was put on death row because of her being accused of blasphemy. And by the way, she didn't even get a chance to defend herself. She was guilty and had to prove herself innocent, but wasn't given a chance to prove herself innocent. In fact, in the courtroom where she was being charged, 
She wasn't even allowed to face the judge or her accusers. She had to stand outside of the area where she was being accused uh, while the proceedings that dictated whether she would live or die took place. And she was not even allowed to be there. And those, her neighbors and the people that accused her of, of blaspheming against Islam and, and the Prophet Muhammad, uh, were, they did not even have to have proof. They only have to say she did it. They had a phone number. They had a text. But she had no mobile phone. And it was proved that she was illiterate can't read, can't write. Guilty until proven innocent in Islamic court. And Pakistan is not even considered to be one of the more orthodox Islamic nations like we find in the Middle East with Saudi Arabia or Oman or Yemen. They are considered to be more secular, kind of like Indonesia where Indonesia also has blasphemy laws, there was a woman walking her dog. And in Islam, dogs are unclean. There was a woman that was walking her dog. She was not Muslim. And she walked through the area of a mosque. was charged with blasphemy. Blasphemy laws are used all the time against Christians. And in most Muslim nations, including Pakistan, with the story that I'm writing right now, they told Shagufta she could get out of being charged with death, with blasphemy, being charged with blasphemy with a punishment of death. She could get out of it if she would only convert to Islam. Guys, I just put out a book last year called Shackled, the story of Miriam Ibrahim was put on... So we're talking about... This is not a racist thing. This is not just in the Middle East. This is not just in Africa. This is in Asia as well. Pakistan is Asia. Miriam is from Sudan. That's Africa. This is a multicultural, multiracial problem. The, the one connecting factor in all of these blasphemy death sentences is Islam. So Miriam Ibrahim was, was charged with blasphemy because she, had, she was guilty of the sin of apostasy, which means that she had converted from Islam to Christianity. That was against the law in Sudan. And just like Shagufta, they arrested her, they put her on death row, and they told her that you can get out of this sentence if you convert to Islam. This is a mother, pregnant mother. She was put on in prison with her infant son while he was still breastfeeding, while she was pregnant. And they condemned her to die by hanging, but only after she was to be given 100 lashes. For what? Blasphemy. So now Muslim nations like the, the, the collective body of the OIC are pushing for Western nations who are built on the foundations of Christian Judaic values, which include free speech, free thought, and freedom of religion. 
they are pushing for anti-blasphemy laws or blasphemy laws as as it were now they're 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 intertwined into western language of hate speech that people should not say anything hateful against anybody's religion nobody has a problem with the other religions they're, they're, Hindus aren't complaining in Christian nations. Muslims aren't complaining in Christian nations about them being persecuted. Now, they can say that, oh, I wasn't treated right on a bus. Somebody looked at me wrong in the grocery store. My name with Muhammad Sadin somehow gets me um, not hired at certain jobs or companies because people are racist against my name. That's another conversation. What you don't have are Muslims that are being um, arrested and thrown in prison because they say something bad about Christianity. What you don't have are Buddhists that are being arrested and thrown in prison because they converted from Christianity. What you don't have are Hindus who are thrown in prison because they happen to walk around carrying their religious writings that someone saw and got offended or someone ate during a time where they they felt offended the 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 christians felt offended because everybody was supposed to be fasting which happens in muslim nations where everybody's supposed to be fasting and even christians if they eat in a place where others can see them then they can be detained because they're offending the muslims who are fasting during the month of ramadan Even in a place like Dubai, you can go in restaurants. Think one of the good things that came out of the the COVID-19 pandemic is when you go to Dubai in the past, if you went to a restaurant during Ramadan, they could only be open during the day. Most restaurants closed for Ramadan just to avoid being getting in trouble. But if you were going to be open during the day, you had to have curtains all around your windows and no people passing by could see. So one of my favorite places to eat while I'm in Dubai is a place called Denny's. And what I loved about Denny's is it was run by Filipinos mainly. So you had a manager, um, servers, and, and cooks that were Filipino. And they would listen to Christian music, which I loved. So I'd go into Denny's. Uh, is by the Alriga station, not far from the airport. And that was kind of my office for many years. Still is. I love Denny's in, in, and <laughs> full disclosure, they're not paying for this podcast or they've never given me a free meal or anything, but they would play Christian music, which was really great to, to, to hear and listen to when I would go in and I'd work for several hours, but during Ramadan, they had to have, com- they had to have curtains completely covering the restaurant, making it look like it was closed so as not to offend any Muslims that walk by. Where do you see that in the Western Christian world? In places that are influenced by Christianity, like uh, Singapore, like South Korea, like Canada. These places, you do not see that. And I, this is one of the challenges that we have with modern day with the with the modern day push for anti hate speech, that's something that I think that uh, we need to be prayerful about and watch very closely in the Western world. <laughs>
I want to thank you so much for downloading this Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless.